Greetings, victims. For those of you who delight to dread, who fantasize about fear, who glorify gore, welcome. You have found the place where the horror returns. Listeners, beware. This podcast contains major plot spoilers and the foulest of language. Join us in celebrating the old and the new, the best and the worst in horror. Greetings, listeners. You have found the horror returns. For all of you who delight in dread, fantasize about fear, and glorify gore, welcome home. This is the podcast that proves that the horror never ends. Each episode, we seek out and review a brand new horror movie, then go back and find a classic work with similar themes. We're looking at both similarities and differences. Our goal here is to explore how our perceptions of fear remain the same, from generation to generation, but also to point out how the presentation can change based on the social and political climate of the times. Based on listener feedback, we do include spoilers for the new film. However, we will wait until the very end of the show to spoil the new feature, and we will let you guys know before we do so. So if you don't wish to hear the spoilers, just simply turn it off at that point, and we promise you won't miss a thing. We generally assume you guys have already seen the classic film, so there will quite frequently be spoilers when discussing anything that has been out for at least one year. The other thing we may do from time to time is use a few four-letter words. This is a horror podcast, and horror movies tend to be R-rated, so you can pretty much expect us to be too. I'm Lance, and with me as always are my co-hosts Brian and Philip. How's it going, guys? Going pretty good. Pretty good, man. Still yeah. alive. Feels like we just did this. I know. Yeah. So, you guys ready for Cool of the Week? Absolutely. All right, Philip. what is the Cool of the Week for you, my friend? I haven't actually watched much this week. Um, the movie that I checked out was uh, Swiss Army Man. You heard about that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Daniel Radcliffe in it. How was this movie? Super fucking weird is how it was. <laughs> <laughs> like it was, it, I don't even know how to describe it. It was like raunchy and stupid for no real reason. Like it tried to be artsy, but it wasn't quite there. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm I'm not mad that I sat through the whole movie, but I wanted it to be better than it was. Oh, does not sound uh. like a glowing review, man. No, yeah. it's not, man. It's it's a weird movie. It's super huh. weird, and I like okay. weird movies, but this was weird right. for no reason. Yeah, I heard uh, during one of the film festivals, it was playing at uh, people walked out of it. What oh, really? Because of the the humor or things that was in the movie. There's a lot of kind of hmm. slapstick type stuff in it. For being for being what appears to be kind of an artsy movie, no, nah, it's it, there's a lot of like slapstick, stupid humor. Low, lowest common denominator. Yeah, stuff, right? like there's there's so many fart jokes in this; it's ridiculous. Right? Isn't that kind of the point, though? 
Um, I don't know. I don't know if uh, if I would have expected that to be the point from this movie. Right. Hmm. Well, I will tell you this, man. I mean, I I have not seen it, but um, you know, I mean, yours was kind of the first lukewarm review I've heard. Uh, pretty much everybody that uh, that I've listened to that's seen it has enjoyed it. Really? Yeah, me too. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Huh. Yeah, no, I mean, it was kind of, like, I didn't hate it, right? but I, I definitely didn't love it either. I was I was really looking forward to it, too. Maybe you're just missing something, Phil. Maybe. Maybe you know? Go, go back and watch it again. Maybe this movie wasn't made for you. <laughs> Maybe it was there made... was a couple of moments where I laughed, and it was pretty funny, mm-hmm. but it was like, I don't know, it was, it, was, it, was, it was out there for no real reason, you know what I mean? I think I do. I know exactly what you mean. I mean, I, when I when I first heard about this film, guys, I was like, "Fuck this shit." Mm-hmm. But I do have to say, and I remember it was when I went to see The Shallows, the uh, the Blake Lively film that we reviewed yeah. some weeks back. They showed yeah. a trailer for it at the theater, and I was like, mm-hmm. eh, "It actually kind of looks sort of neat." In a weird way. Yeah, you know? it does. Like, it looks super creative and interesting, kind of a right? sunshine of the spotless mind kind of thing, but it's that's uh, not quite what it turned out to be. Okay. Didn't didn't quite scratch that itch for you. No, nah, not quite. It was just different for the sake of being different. It wasn't... There, there was no, like, big moment in it, I guess. Nothing that really just uh, stood yeah, out for you. Yeah, nothing really said, stood out. This yeah. makes, that makes it worth watching, huh? Yeah, yeah. Well, Paul Paul Dano for me is real hit or miss. Mm-hmm. What did you think about his his uh, part? Um, I, I I actually liked it. I thought the acting was really great on both parts, and I'm a big Daniel Radcliffe fan. I thought he was good. Mm-hmm. Um, it, yeah, you know, I think it was just the the plot line. Like I expected maybe something different to happen, right? Towards the end of the movie, and it didn't. Maybe that was what the thing was. I'm I'm not sure. I liked the ending. Okay, so for you, kind of like a lot of build-up, but no payoff. Yeah, exactly. Brian, That's exactly what it was. A lot of build-up and no payoff. Brian, you haven't uh, seen this one, have you? No, I've been wanting to check it out. I just um, right haven't got around to it yet. Hmm. Well, I'm intrigued, because uh, I've, I've heard three or four people that I respect greatly tell me it's on their probably top ten films of the year so far. And mm-hmm. then uh, to hear Phil say it's sort of, you know, kind of like anticlimactic, uh, definitely has me thinking. So I've, I've got to see it, definitely. Um, I, actually, you know what? When we talk next week, that's either going to be my cool of the week or it's going to be my uncool of the week, <laughs> <laughs> depending on how it goes. <laughs> and check it out. Tell me what you think about it. Maybe I should give it another watch. All right. Will do. Uh, Brian, what was your cool of the week, man? Um, I'm currently doing the 31 days of horror Halloween, whichever yes! one you want to go with. Yes, our man, our man on the street. You are the yeah. only of the three of us that has time to do that, I think. Yeah, I am <laughs> 14 movies in right now. Can you give us a synopsis? Do you have it, you know, kind of uh, in front of you where you can sort of walk us down the aisle from day one through day 14? Um... Let me see here. I've currently checked out The Lost Boys, The Conjuring 1 and 2, The Strangers, Stir of Echoes, The Others, Cujo, 
Tucker and Dale versus Evil, The Return of the Living Dead, The Houses That October Built, The Exorcist, Cabin in the Woods, and I believe I might be mistaken, my last one I watched was uh, Tales of Halloween. Nice, nice. That's actually the only one I haven't seen of every one you mentioned. I was going to say, I'm not even sure what that one is, but the rest of them on the list sounded pretty awesome. Yeah, it's a it's an anthology movie. It's yeah, a little little iffy. It's I think it's the only one on my list that was a a, a movie I haven't seen before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've never even heard of it. All right, so um, to date for your thirty one days of horror, two thousand sixteen. Yes. Uh, what would be the standout? Like, what's 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 the best uh, experience of all? I'd probably, I I always have fun watching The Return of the Living Dead. You know, I right? I really I really enjoy horror comedies. Yeah, and this is the uh punk rock movie, right? Yes, you know, it's fan got the famous scene with uh Lanaya Quigley oh, dancing yes. in the in the cemetery. <laughs> sure. <laughs> what um, child what child of the 80s doesn't remember that? <laughs> <laughs> and um of course, you know, going back to, to watch The Exorcist and uh, Cujo, you know, those classics right there were fun. I would yeah. probably say the one out of my list that doesn't hold up is The Others. Okay. Because before I ever got a chance to see that movie, I, I had the, the the twist spoiled for me. Mm. Oh, that, that, gotcha. that, yeah, that, that seems to be help. a movie. Yeah, that seems to be a movie people like to, like, spoil the twist. That's is that Nicole is that the Kidman, one? Right? Is that the one where they're fucking dead the whole time, and they were the ghosts that were in the house rather than the Way actual to go, people? Dude. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep, that is the movie. That, that that is a. I mean, it's it's good, but it falls under like the Sixth Sense, right? Yeah, no. When you Sixth know the big was, twist, nah. Sixth Sense was ten times better than this one, man. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm not I'm not uh, comparing. How good they but, are! I just, I just lump them I in that. It, the same, the same feel as it, like once, you, once you know the spoiler, it, maybe the movie's not as good as it was originally. Yes. All right. Yeah. Fair, fair enough. Because I remember seeing that one in the theaters, and I thought it was pretty good, but I, didn't, I didn't know the twist. But like after having known the twist, I've had no desire to go back and watch it again. Yes. Um. That's pretty much where I'm at on my list. Um. When we get to the Later half of the month, I'm actually going to run through the entire Halloween franchise, remakes inclu- included. Awesome. I like the remakes. And then I'm going to finish on Halloween night. I'm going to finish it off with a uh, trick or treat. Very nice. Finish, but, uh, <laughs> I'm playing. But, uh, <laughs> but that is, uh, that is my cool of the week. Cool. Well, I'm going to go way off the beaten path uh, for Cool of the Week this time, guys, and um, let you guys all know. I'm sure that anyone who listens to the show and has heard me on other podcasts that I've called into knows that I'm, if nothing else, a big Trekkie. Yes. Um, So I'm actually going back through all of the Star Trek Next Generation episodes. Ah. And as I'm doing that, I am following along with another podcast that I listen to called Mission Log, where they actually um, started with the original series and they're moving forward. So I'm sort of following along with them. Um, 
But I have been watching uh, season five, which, in my opinion, is probably the best season of The Next Generation and possibly the best season of any Star Trek ever. Um, They've actually had a two-part series called Redemption, parts one and two, which had a lot to do with the Klingons, and Unification, parts one and two, where uh, Leonard Nimoy actually showed up as Spock, and uh, Mark, Mark, Mark Leonard actually showed up in that one as, uh, as Sarek, his father. Um, and okay. and in, in my opinion, that two-part episode had everything you would ever want from Star Trek. Um, it had all, all of the things that make, uh, that make the Prime Directive so great, and they had all the things in there that had to do with all the you know the races you're familiar with the Klingons. Um, you dealt quite a bit with uh, you know with Spock. You dealt a lot with with his father, who's actually got a disease that um, even though he has practiced logic his entire life, it's kind of like de- uh, their version of dementia. So he's actually uh, you know all all, all these years. Uh, if you know anything about Vulcan culture, if you're into Star Trek, they are basically taught to suppress their emotions and be logical about everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is one of those diseases where you kind of lose control of all that uh, in your later years, and you actually overcompensate uh, for your emotions. So, like the kind of your emotions sort of go into overdrive, and it's okay. really, uh, yeah, it really makes you think about you know problems with. Uh, like I said, dementia and things like that that humans also have. So any time you you watch Star Trek, I mean, they're saying a lot about our race, even though they're, you know, telling it in the form of alien cultures and things like that. So anyway, that's that's my cool of the week. Uh, Definitely had to give a shout out to season five of The Next Generation. Yeah. Can I can I add to my cool of the week? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I I listened to you uh, the other day on the After Midnight uh, podcast. Ah, Denny Lewis, yeah. our good yeah, good friend. podcast. And I want to tell Denny, I do remember, and I have seen the Peanut Butter Solution. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a movie about people that put uh, women who put peanut butter on their on their uh, pussy and make the dogs lick it, or what? Uh, I haven't seen that version of it. <laughs> What the fuck is going on here? <laughs> Come on, guys. Am I way off here? Have, have y'all never heard of this happening? This is a real thing. Is there a movie know. about it? <laughs> well, the version I seen was it was a child was a, a kids fantasy movie in the eighties. I, I don't necessarily know if I seen the version uh, Lance seen. <laughs> oh, I must be thinking of something else. Then, sorry, guys. uh, oh you were thinking of that one (laughs) yeah just a quick shout out to denny over at the after midnight podcast he does a a a very very good podcast very interesting yeah shout out denny dude man we love you man you're such a good friend of the show uh i mean this dude is the ultimate stand-up guy uh i've known denny for a couple of years but i feel like i've known him my whole life shout out man so as with every show It's time to take a little trip down to the trailer park. We take a look at the big, the small, and sometimes the very, very weird. Although I don't think we're covering peanut butter solution, right guys? Uh, Not this week. (laughs) All right, well, Brian, what is our first new trailer of the week? Okay, I'm going to go ahead and apologize for ahead of time because there are some 
director's names I'm probably going to butcher. But um, going in with the with the whole action theme of this show, um, we got some action trailers that, uh, for movies that are coming out. And the first one is The Hollow Point from director Gonzalo Lopez Galeo, starring Ian McShane, McShane yes. Patrick Wilson, John Leguizamo, and Jim Belushi. That is a solid cast. Yeah, and the director, um, I looked him up. The only movies I recognize from him is Apollo eighteen and Open Grave. What? Yes. Well, you recognize him for more than I do because I haven't heard of either one of those. Um, I would stay clear of uh, Apollo eighteen if it's the movie I'm thinking of. Uh-huh. Is that the one with the aliens? Uh, the found footage alien. Yeah. Ghost. Yeah. Um, yeah. Open Grave. Open Grave was okay. It had uh, Charlotte uh, Copley. Oh, I've heard of that one, but I've never seen it. I actually heard yeah, it was it, pretty good. Yeah. But um, I'm really interested in this movie. There was a, This is a great cast in this movie. Yeah, yeah great cast looks, and, and a beautiful trailer. Yeah, yes. the preview looks really good. Like, it looks like it's going to be pretty epic. Mm-hmm. I would agree. And, um... You know, Ian McShane, McShane, he looks like a badass in this movie. You know, yeah. he kind of has that old sheriff that that don't fuck with me attitude. I don't have time for you know no bullshit. Right. Yeah. And and it looks well, like from what I've seen, Patrick Wilson's character is the opposite. I mean, I could the be clean wrong, cut, follow the yeah. rules guy. Yeah. Yeah, and then they realize that when you're fighting pure evil. You can't always follow the rules if you want to win. Yeah, and then we got John Leguizamo, who looks like he's playing a hitman of some sort. Okay. Yeah, I didn't really get anything from his character in the preview, Hmm. but that'd be cool. What is that screaming, man? Are you torturing children over there, Philip, or what? (laughs) Uh, I've I've been in the room for a few minutes, so they're, uh, (laughs) they're running wild right now. Man, we're uh so we're only what two weeks away from our big uh kids Halloween show, guys. Yeah. And I, I'm assuming that they're both down for that. They're gonna be in it. Oh yeah, they'll be there. They're they're awesome. trying their best to be a part of this one. Yeah. Tell them to come on in, man. Why not? You know? No, I think no. we're good. <laughs> maybe maybe not the best movie for kids to talk about, huh? Yeah. Well, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, After this, having this, seen it. <laughs> yeah, this, this one, uh, it looks like it's going to be really violent and a lot of a lot of drama in this uh, in this one here. To to me, guys, good. this this looked like the uh, the part that Ian McShane, McShane was made for. You know, I mean, he he looks like he's going to be perfect in this role. Yeah, yes. definitely. So I'm looking forward to it. We got some uh, more action coming our way, Brian. Yeah, uh, the Hollow Point is coming out uh, pretty soon, actually, um, December sixteenth. Oh, cool! Oh, right, okay. ar- right around the corner. Okay, uh, moving on to our second one is Sleepless from director Baran Boardar. I believe that's how you pronounce it. This one stars Jamie Fox, mm-hmm. T.I., Gabrielle Union, and Scoot McNary. <laughs> Good old Scoot. He was in that movie Monsters. Did you guys ever see that one? 
Yes, he was also <laughs> he was also in Batman v Superman. Was he, he was the guy? He was the guy in the wheelchair. Oh, Jesus Christ! Well, you guys can. <laughs> that's that's why I don't remember that one. I tried to forget everything <laughs> about that movie. Um, this one, uh, uh this is another um movie I'm kind of looking forward to. It looked right. I, I don't know. Uh, did uh, Jamie Foxx's character come on? I mean, I think he's an undercover cop in this one. But he kind of came off like he might be a dirty undercover cop. I didn't get that impression at all, man. I thought that they kind of tried to put that on him, but I thought he was pretty much righteous through the whole thing. I mean, that's just the impression I got from just, you know, watching the trailer I, once. I figured it was going to be one of those, they they make you wonder whether or not he's the dirty one or everybody else is. Yeah, nice, nice call. Nice call, Phil. Yeah. Nice I got call. It. Early in the trailer, I got that he might be dirty and right. he just stole from the wrong people. Yeah. Yep. But it's probably going to keep you guessing the whole movie. Yeah, I I got a strong feeling that at the end he's going to come out righteous. I, 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 don't oh, think, sure. I don't think there's any there's any dirt, dirtiness to his character at all from yeah. just from the impression I got. Yeah, I was leaning more towards uh, T.I.'s character because he's... He's right. supposed to be his partner, but he's not really in the trailer. Oh, uh, I bet he will hmm. be, and then and then he ends up being the dirty one. We've already solved the twist of the movie. <laughs> oh boy, why why go see it now, huh? But uh, I I enjoy Jamie Fox in action movies. Uh, yeah. A movie that he was in that I think is really underrated was a uh, Collateral. Yeah, that's the one I was thinking of. Is that the one with yeah. uh, Tom Cruise where he had gray hair? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that was a weird movie. It was cool. Yeah. I like that one. And I actually like Jamie Foxx and uh, what was it, the uh, uh, Miami Vice. Oh it's yeah, not, I forgot yeah, about it's not, that. It's not a it's not a great movie, but yeah, I like I like Jamie Foxx in it, and mm-hmm. you know he he does well in these act. Excuse me, in these uh, action movies. Right. I mean, besides Spider Man, when he was in that, I, he was horrible in that one. <laughs> but. uh yeah, this uh, this this one um, I'm gonna check out. I like these type of action movies. Yeah, this one looks like it'll be fun to watch. Definitely a thriller, and uh, I think it's one of those keep you guessing crime thrillers through the whole movie. When do, when does this one come out, Brian? This one comes out February 24th. Cool. All right. Well, I'm in. Um, but I mean, come on, guys. I'm always gonna know Jamie Foxx's Wanda any way you look at it. <laughs> Yeah, um, I heard they was gonna do a movie with that character, <laughs> with Wanda. Yeah, do you, uh, you guys ever watch Martin? Of course. Yeah, yeah with uh, uh, what was the character? Shanene. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh sure. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, last time I read him and him and Jamie Fox were trying to come up with a movie where they would have those two characters in a movie. No, oh, I hope they no. don't. No. Do <laughs> That's terrible. So they're gonna be trying to grab David Allen Greer and saying, "I got you, I got (laughs) you." Yeah. See, okay, that shit was funny for the time, but I don't think that kind of humor goes today, man. Oh, real, really quick. Um, I feel bad. I don't know his name. Uh, the actor that played Tommy on Martin, he just passed away yesterday. No kidding. Yeah, from I believe a stomach aneurysm. Oh wow. Hmm. Yeah, so I apologize. I don't know his name. He was, I, I always used to watch that show, and he was always Tommy to me. Right? Yeah. So, well, shit. So uh, to... Thomas McCall 
McCall Ford. Yes. Um, all right. So let me, uh, since you brought that up, let's see if there's anything. Yeah, I mean, it's it's so new that it just shows that he, he, he did pass away. Um, born in 1964. Uh, actor and producer known for Martin, Harlem Nights, and Across the Tracks. He recently completed four seasons on uh, TV One's hit show Who Got Jokes, hosted by Bill Bill Bellamy. Haven't seen huh. that one. No, uh, I well, seen shit, anything. dude, shot down in his prime, man. That sucks. Yeah. Had so no I idea. just wanted to say a, a rest in peace to him. Um, and get the- uh, you haven't seen the last of him for a while because I'm looking here. He he he's had five. Uh, no, I'm sorry, six films in development. Okay. Way to bring the show down. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, uh, well, it is what it uh, is, bring, man. Bring you guys back up with our final trailer, John Wick Chapter 2. Yes! <laughs> yeah. This is from director Chad. I'm going to fuck up his name. Stahelski. Which I did a little research. Um, this is his second movie he's directing other than John Wick. Okay. But he actually was in a role that I believe every, every you guys seen the crow. Yes. The original, he one? was the, he was the double for Brandon Lee after Brandon Lee got shot. Interesting. Oh. Okay. Little, little interesting fact right there. Right. Yeah. Uh, this movie stars, uh, Keanu Reeves, of course, common mm-hmm. Bridget Monahan, Ian McShane, again, John okay. yep. Leguizamo again, uh, Ruby Rose, and a big surprise to me, uh, Lawrence Fishburne. Yeah, wasn't expecting to see him, man. He just kind of popped up there at the end. Yeah, which I kind of wish they wouldn't have put him in the trailer. Right. Because now he looks every- like Morpheus. Because everything I'm reading, I don't think anybody knew Lawrence Fishburne was in this movie. Yeah, yeah. No, I never so heard him okay. in there. So I, th- I I think that would have been a cool reveal for the movie if they would just left that out of the trailer, right? But well, uh, this this looks like just a continuation of the first one, which I am perfectly fine with. The stand up movie, it looks super cool. I I'm I'm a big fan of Keanu Reeves. Yeah, this has a couple of my favorite uh, bit players in it. Um, you know, I w- like you were saying, Common is in it. I kind of noticed him. Right away from the uh, from the trailer, I, I've never seen him in anything that I didn't enjoy his performance. Uh, you um, haven't seen the new barbershop, have you? Uh, <laughs> uh oh, what are you trying to tell me? Unnecessary sequel. Shit, you think? Fuck. <laughs> okay, so anyway, keeping things on a high note, um, <laughs> Peter Stormare, he's he's in this movie. Oh, and really? uh, yeah, and so is a character actor named uh, Lance Reddick. You guys familiar with him? Uh, remind me, that name sounds familiar. Yeah, he's been around for a really long time. He was in The Wire. Uh, you you remember the HBO series oh, The Wire? Oh, well, he was in the first John Wick, right? Uh, he was in the first John Wick. Uh, he's shown up on a number of uh, television shows, but I think I think. The thing I remember him the most is a TV show that was on Fox for about five years called Fringe. Okay. And he uh, he played uh, Broyles, so he was kind of like I think he was he was sort of in charge of the the uh, division that would go and investigate the paranormal occurrences and things like that. But uh, 
Yeah, he's a really good character actor, man. Yeah, if he's the actor I'm thinking of, he was also on uh, Oz on HBO. Uh, could have been. I've never seen Oz. Um, but yeah, there. Um, uh, he he is. I'm looking it up right now. You're you're exactly okay, yeah. right. Yeah, he's uh, okay. He's he plays the the hotel manager, or he works the front desk mm-hmm. from the from the original John Wick. So yeah, okay, yeah, I've seen yep. him in a lot of things. Yeah, I mean it's a it's a stand up cast, guys. I'm really looking forward to this one. Although I don't know how they're going to do it because the impetus for the first movie was basically they killed his dog and he went nuts. And this one looked like it was going to be uh, overseas or something like that. Yeah, they they make the comment uh, in the movie where I think Lawrence Fishburne says um, something about John Wick retiring, and he's mm-hmm. he says he's oh he says uh. Oh, I can't even remember the line, but basically, uh, it, they're making it hard for John Wick to retire, right? So it yeah. might be it might be a continuation from the first one because you know when you kind of kill one of these higher up guys, you know you're you're you kind of fucking with somebody. You might be fucking with somebody else's money. Ah, so it's kind of picking up where the other one left off. Yeah, because in, in the yeah, because you kind of see in the trailer he's you see him walking with the dog that he had got from the. Um, the vet clinic that he was in at the end of the first one. Right. Yeah. So I think it's just continuing from the first one. That makes sense. Interesting. And it looks like he has a whole bunch of people that he's pissed off. Cause you know, it looks like he's about to have a fight scene with common. Um, the chick that he looks like he's having a fight scene is Ruby Rose. She's on uh, orange is the new black. Yeah. I think, I think it's going to be as good as the first one. I think so, man. It sounds like a, a pretty awesome movie, and I was a big fan of the first one. So, I'll uh, I'll definitely keep an eye out for this one. But yeah, we could uh, talk about uh, the new Rogue One trailer. It is the final trailer before the movie. You pretty sure about that? That is the final trailer. Yeah, uh, I'm pretty sure. Well, because it comes out in December, right? Yeah. Uh, I'm stoked about this one. Right, right around the corner. Yeah, um, we I actually... get the same tinglys that I did from uh, from watching the trailer for uh, the last Star Wars movie. But right. Yeah. I'm I'm still excited about it. And yeah, we we uh we finally we finally get Mads Mikkelsen revealed in this uh, trailer. Oh yeah, he looks like a badass. Hannibal. So is he the uh, is he the builder of the Death Star? That 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 is what I'm getting from it. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm getting too. It kind of looks like he was forced to build it. Yeah. We need a. Uh, I didn't see any Jedi's in this one though. Um, from what I understand, we won't see Jedi's in this one. We will see that the. We will. Me. We will see the Force. Yeah. Well, yeah. Vader's in it, obviously, because he's. Yeah, we get a quick shot of him real quick. Yeah, but um, I've been on board since I first seen the first teaser to this. So, oh yeah, it'll be good. And now it's time for horror headlines, brought to you by Brian. Take it away, Brian. Okay, um, not a lot of news this week, so we're just gonna um, kind of report on some casting news real quick. Uh, Stranger Things has uh, added a couple uh, actors. To its cast, we have Sadie Sink 
which I am not familiar with, but people who watch the show Unbreakable, Kimmy Schmidt, might recognize okay. her. Never heard of her, man. And, okay, like and Dak. Uh, I'm not sure. Dak Ray Mana. Oh, I don't even. I can't even say his name. Montgomery. Okay. Uh, he. The only thing I recognize him. He is going to be the Red Ranger in the new Power Rangers movie. Well, there oh. you go. That's all you need to know. The new and, hit guy. Uh, yep. And uh, moving on to something, Lance, you might be familiar with is um, they are doing a TV show uh, about Stephen King's uh, Mister Mercedes. Oh yeah, there's uh there's actually th- a series of three books, right? I think so. Um, before he had passed, um, they had casted uh, Anton Yelchin. I think I heard something about that. Yeah, but you know, since he had passed, uh, he's been recasted by uh, Harry Thread what Threadaway, I believe how you say his name. I, I've I'm heard the name. Up. Yeah, um, I know him from uh, Penny Dreadful. He played Victor Frankenstein. Okay. So um, I'm not too familiar with Mr. Mercedes, so I don't know if this is a good casting or not. So um, this this show is also going to star uh, Brendan Gleeson. Uh, you guys might have seen him from Star Wars and uh, sure. uh, Ex Machina. Yeah, he's, he's a really big name right now. He's been in quite a few... Uh, uh, British TV shows too. He was in an episode of Black Mirror. Okay. And um, his uh, his father is actually an actor as well, a real famous Irish actor. So he comes from a long line of uh, of talented actors for sure. Yes, I've seen his dad in uh, a lot of movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's been around forever. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm not too familiar with the story, so. I was wondering if you if you had a chance if you read the books by any chance. I've read the first book. Um, there's uh, I know the second one has been uh, published, and I think the third one's coming out this year or something. But uh, at, you know, for me, I'm a big Stephen King fan, but this really didn't quite scratch that itch for me because I, I just thought thought it to me it was more of just like a straight up um, you know kind of like one of those police procedural type things. Okay. And I mean, yeah, I mean the, you know, the killer was kind of a a, a sicko, which I like to to read about people like that, <laughs> for what whatever that means about me. But uh, <laughs> you know, it, it was cool reading his chapters and the and what was going through his mind. But I don't know, man. For me, at the end of the day, it was just kind of a little too much of a you know, kind of like a Law and Order type TV episode more of a crime or something. Drama than a, yeah, think- more of a more of a crime drama. Yeah. I just didn't see a whole lot of. Now I understand the second book they get a lot more into the supernatural, okay. and they kind of start tying all that into it. But uh, yeah, it did. The first book didn't capture my imagination enough for me to want to rush out and and read the other ones yet. Well, there's there's going to be some time to read the books, uh, from what I'm understanding. Um, this show is not going to come out till 2018. Wow! So right now, I think right now they're just in the beginning stages of the show. Mm-hmm. Trying to get so is this you know, like a newer Stephen King book? I believe so. Yeah, Mister Mercedes. It probably came out about five or six years ago. I think. Oh, okay. Would be my guess. And it's uh, from what I'm understanding. I'm not familiar with this channel. It's going to be on AT and T's audience network. 
Oh, shit. <laughs> Actually, you know what, though? I think there is a pretty good show on AT&T called Kingdom. Have you guys heard of that one? Is that the MMA show? That's the MMA show. I've heard great I've, things about it, man. I've been trying to catch it from the beginning of like the first season, but I always seem to right? miss it. You know what? Let Can we put that on our list, guys? And can we actually do a show around that? Because I've heard some fantastic things about it, and I actually started watching one episode of it. And, I mean, it was showing titties, and it was showing fighting, and it was showing blood, and, you know, all, I mean, super violent, and oh, a lot of sold, sex. Dude, I mean, it... Sold me. Dude, it looks fucking phenomenal, man. We we need to watch this show. Yeah, and it stars, uh, stars Frank... Things. Yeah, it stars Frank Grillo. Ah, yes. Frank Grillo from one of our favorite trilogies of, of movies, right? That we uh, reviewed not too long ago. The Purge. Yeah, I'm I'm into this, guys. Are we uh, we making a pact right now? We're going to watch this this uh, TV series? Oh, definitely. Oh, definitely. Yeah, I'll check it out. All right, well, I have AT&T, so I don't know about you guys, but I'll definitely have it on my TV, Phillips, so if you can't find it, uh, swing by and we'll... I guess just start watching them. Just kind of marathon them, I guess, huh? Sounds like a plan, man. Cool. And with that, um, that was all the news we had this week. All right, cool. Uh, well, Lance, you had some uh, some listener feedback for us this week, didn't you? Weren't you a, a guest star on another podcast? Yeah, so we have, uh, we've gotten some feedback from our, our podcasting brothers in arms at the Midnight Horror Show. Uh, you guys familiar with this show at all? Brian, I think you've heard a, an episode or two, right? Yeah, um, I've listened to an episode about, uh, I think, last week's episode. Yeah, these guys, uh, they've been around for a while. I've, I've listened to them. They've gone through a couple of incarnations. And, um, yeah, the, you've got uh, Danny Trioxin. Uh, you've got Smoke. Uh, you got a guy called Dr. Dark, and I think he actually kind of kind of is the is the ringleader of the whole thing. So if you want to blame blame any bl- blame anything on anyone, blame it on Dr. Dark. And they're always kind of fucking with him and and making a lot of gay jokes about him. So, you know, yeah, why not? Be the be be the butt of all the jokes. <laughs> uh, hope I'm not leaving anyone else out. They've got a a guy on there named Mark who also has another podcast that he does. Uh, fancy, fancy and friends. I don't know where that came from, but they call him Mister Fancy Pants. And I think that might have had to do with an interview that they did with uh, an actress named Tristan Risk. Uh, you guys familiar with her? No. Uh, she was in a movie yeah. called American Mary. Oh, okay. Yes, I've came seen out. that movie. Yeah, and she's been in a number of other uh, horror films, but I think she referred to him as Mr. Fancy Pants or something like that, so they all fuck with him now. Um, <laughs> so it's a pretty good group of guys, and they've got a uh, a, a wonderful gentleman Scotsman uh, named Duncan McLeish, and uh, Duncan has another podcast that's, that's, that's really awesome called The Podcast Under the Stairs. And uh, if you guys ever get a chance, you should listen to that as well. But, uh, yeah, man, I mean, these guys, uh, they kind of gave us a shout-out on their last show, so I thought we'd give them a shout-out on this one. Uh, The Midnight Horror Show, if you guys haven't listened to it, um, hopefully you're not easily offended. Uh, But if you are, you know, probably steer clear, because they do. (laughs) They pretty pretty much go there. 
you know? Nothing okay. is really well, tab- okay. taboo with these guys. Yeah, very refreshing. No no political <laughs> correctness at all. And then, of course, uh, Duncan's other, other podcast, uh, the podcast Under the Stairs, is always solid and 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 uh right on point so anyway that that would be uh you know my shout out to our 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 fellow brothers in arms in the podcast community yeah thanks guys for uh for giving us a shout out on the last show okay again uh thanks to everyone who reaches out to us we love the feedback and as always you can reach us at our facebook or podbean page uh, or you can email us at thehorrorreturns at gmail.com. Uh, we love to hear from everybody and hope to hear from you soon. Cool. And now it's time to discuss this week's featured attractions. Uh, it's time to launder some money for the mob. So we're going to take a look at the new Ben Affleck film, The Accountant, as well as go back to 1988's classic Midnight Run, starring Robert De Niro and Charles Grodin. So as always, we start with trivia. Uh, we're going to begin with Midnight Run, a 1988 film directed by Martin Brest, also known for Beverly Hills Cop, Scent of a Woman, and what some consider to be one of the worst films of all time, Jiggly. <laughs> I think that's that one started the whole uh, Benefer craze, didn't it, guys? Yeah, yes. I think so. So, uh, Geely was uh, was Ben Affleck and his at the time wife uh, J Lo. Yes. Have, you, have you guys ever seen this travesty? Unfortunately, uh, yes. I don't. I don't think I ever saw it. Yeah, and uh, I believe Al Pacino shows up in this movie for some reason. No shit. <laughs> I forgot about yeah. that part. Yeah, it's in favor. Yeah. Yeah, the only thing I really remember about it is um there's a scene where Jennifer Lopez is doing some kind of uh yoga or something of that nature. Best part of the movie. Uh, only thing <laughs> I remember, she's talking about how women have a pussy and the pussy is the center of all power and because we have a pussy, we have the power. And yeah. do you remember all that, Brian? I just remember her doing her yoga or stretches. Don't remember <laughs> anything she said, but that sounds about right, though. <laughs> yeah. Fair, fair, fair enough. Fair enough. So um, <laughs> that's it, ironically, um, Geely, of course, had Ben Affleck, uh, who's featured on our other uh, feature film that we're going to talk about on this show. The uh, writer for Midnight Run was George Gallo, also known for Bad Boys and The Whole Ten Yards. I think he wrote all the Bad Boys uh, scripts. Uh, do you guys remember those? Mark Martin yes. Lawrence. Uh, who else was in that one? Will Smith. Will Smith. Yeah. What What did you guys think about those? Oh, I love those oh. movies. Yeah, those they're awesome. actually um, the third one's coming out next year. Oh yeah. no shit. Yep. Sounds like it's going to be on our show. And yes, the second one was really good. So, yeah, second one was uh, basically to me it was more amped up from the first one as far as action. Yeah, I thought it was better than the first one. Mm-hmm. What was the one that had uh, where they were trying to get the body out of the morgue or something? And I was just gonna say that was the one where uh, Martin uh, ingested the uh, ecstasy. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking about that scene the other day. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
Robert De Niro spent time with bounty hunters as part of his preparation for this role. Uh, the film, oh, you guys will really enjoy this because I, I, I really love the fact that they actually went on location for a lot of the filming. Um, last last week when we were here, uh, we got together last week and talked about Phantasm. You guys can remember that far back? Yeah. Yeah. I'll try. <laughs> we were uh, we were talking about how shitty it was with all the you know the fucking CGI and not actually filming on location and just kind of faking everything. It wasn't uh, on location that's... in Fa- Phantasm. <laughs> this film this film was shot entirely on location in Arizona, Chicago, New York, Los Angeles, Michigan, Manhattan, Las Vegas. Idaho, and believe it or not, the river scene was shot in New Zealand. Now, how's That's that for weird. fucking going out and working for your art? They just wanted to take a vacation. Hey, <laughs> I'm in. <laughs> in. In one of the scenes filmed in Las Vegas, you can see the sign for the Stardust Hotel and Casino. The name of a man who once operated that casino is Frank Lefty Rosenthal. Name sound familiar to any of you uh, movie fans out there? A little bit. Sounds familiar, but I'm terrible with names. Lefty Rosenthal was the basis for the Robert De Niro character Sam Ace Rothstein in Casino, the 1995 film. Oh, okay. (laughs) And our final piece of trivia, before we go into talking about this movie, the word fuck is used exactly 119 times in this movie. Yeah, it was. <laughs> <laughs> Phil, I didn't even notice. I didn't even notice. I'm not even lying. <laughs> well, just the way so, Robert De Niro talks, it sounded normal to me. <laughs> all right, Philip, on that on that uh, on that point, uh, sounds like you probably had a few things to say about this movie. What'd you think? Uh man, I I had actually never watched this before. Nor and, had uh, I. Uh, you know, I've always heard it, heard of it being a classic, and I, I started watching it with my wife, and uh, she actually got up ten minutes into it and, and walked in here to watch Netflix. Uh, so, so, but she doesn't really do the older movies. Um, but as soon as it started going, it took a second to get the ball rolling. But once it started going, man, it was a great movie. It was a uh, a, a lot of really iconic scenes from this one too. Um, I thought about uh, Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. I don't know if anybody's ever seen that one. Of but course, they use a lot of Midnight Run stuff. No <laughs> shit. Fun. Yeah, and so it kind of it kind of added to it a little bit to me. Um, it, it was a really funny movie, man. It was great, like buddy cop story, right? But you know, with the Without having the two cops, it was the bounty hunter and the and the captive, and I, sure. I, it was great. I thought the the characters were awesome. Uh, I loved it. So, whose idea was it to watch this movie along with the accountant? It was mine. Brian, I love you, man. Thank you <laughs> so much. I have never seen this movie before in my life, um, unbelievably, because I know a lot of people consider it a you know kind of a classic. Um, yeah. Now I know why. <laughs> I mean, yeah, this, this, Oh, this 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 thing had every element of a of a good movie for me that I that I enjoy. It it was a at its heart it was a road trip movie. It was a it was a buddy movie. 
Uh, it had a lot of great comedy, a lot of great action. There yeah. was really no part of this movie from the beginning to the end frame that I didn't enjoy. Um, I mean, this was uh, this was a real treat and definitely not what I was expecting. So, Brian, did you have a lot of memories of this movie growing up, or had you seen it before, or what? I had seen it one time before, but I, I it was a long time ago to where I didn't really remember it. So it was almost as if I was kind of seeing it for the first time. Right. And we were when I just watched it, and I really enjoyed this. It it, it kind of gives me the uh, a, a vibe of another movie that I really enjoyed that came out in the eighties was uh, Forty Eight Hours. A little bit of that. Right. And um, this is a classic '80s cast. Um, other yeah. other people that showed up in this movie: Yafet Koto. Oh yeah, he was great. Uh, John Ashton. A lot of people might know him as Taggart from uh, Beverly Hills Cop. Okay. And of course, uh, Joe Pantoliano, Joey Pants. Okay. <laughs> this guy was an asshole in the movie. The the guy that <laughs> that worked the uh, what was it? The bail bonds company. Right. Oh, that guy! I, oh, yeah, I the love sle- that guy. The sleaze bag. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. But uh, I really, I really enjoyed this movie. Uh, like you said, it, it was a kind of a mix of a buddy cop, but you know, one of them, you know, they're not cops. Uh, sure. Mixed yeah. in with a a, a a road trip movie. And yeah. uh, it's really surprising that this movie actually, when it first came out, it was not a, su- a success. What? Yeah, and um, from what I read about it, um, at first uh, it wasn't a success, and then it eventually became a, a cult classic. Mm-hmm. Which, I guess it spawned, like, TV sequels? Yeah, I think I heard I something I about it, that, that they, they did some made-for-TV made movies based yeah, on the characters. I, yeah, I got it pulled up right here. Three television movies, uh, they're called uh, Another Midnight Run, Midnight Runaround and Midnight Run for Your Life, which those sound horrible. Oh, yeah, they do. Okay, yeah, that sounds pretty bad, man. Yeah. Doesn't doesn't sound very promising. Were the same actors in them, or was it different uh, people playing I think, the characters? I th- I don't think it has anything to do with any of the actors from the movie. Oh boy, yeah, the actors are kind of what made it. Oh, for sure. Yeah, especially uh, Char. Especially uh, Charles Grodin, he plays that role so. <laughs> oh man! That kind of irritating, <laughs> needling, needling, and kind of uh, always. Uh, uh, but everything he said was true, you know. Yeah. It's like he spoke a lot of truth, but in a way you didn't want to hear it. I like that but, guy. The first thing my wife said when they came on was, "Is that the guy from Beethoven?" You know what? <laughs> my wife said the same thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But uh, a movie I remember him for. You guys ever seen a movie he was in with Jim Belushi, uh, Taking Care of Business? I think so. I, I, I think kind I of. It sounds familiar. Yeah, he kind of plays the same character in this. Okay. So I, that's why I say he he plays this role really well. Hmm. Well, De Niro kind of plays the same character in every movie too, but he's still pretty awesome. Yeah, except for now yeah. <laughs> yeah, well even now it's not <laughs> he kind of still does yeah i'm i just, just i don't know version. yeah I, I just don't like the movie choices he does now 
Hey, did you have you seen the one with I know off topic, but have you seen the one he did with uh, Zach Efron? A dirty Grandpa. Yeah. I was told not to watch it, so I don't. I don't know. <laughs> it's pretty funny. Okay. <laughs> oh, so it, so it is worth watching. Yeah, it was. Uh, I, see, I had heard it was really bad, and it's definitely super raunchy. But man, it's it's right? funny. It's got some funny moments. Yeah, I mean, I I uh, I thought this was a great role for him. I mean, this 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 was um, it, in my opinion, this was kind of a continuation of uh, Taxi Driver. He kind of he kind of had that same mentality and the same attitude. Oh, and, I got you. Uh, just basically, like you know, fuck you. Yeah. You talking to me, yeah. huh? You talking <laughs> to me? <laughs> you know, I mean that yeah. that's the that's the De Niro that I remember. Yeah, and, he's a uh, bounty hunter. No, he he was he was great in this. He was great in Raging Bull. You guys remember that one? Yeah. Yes. Uh, Brazil. That was a good role, kind of a you know comedy type role a little bit. I don't know if I saw that one. Um, yeah, Brazil was a Terry Gilliam movie, okay. and he he played a guy who basically was mistaken. It was a case of mistaken identity. It was like in the quote unquote not too distant future. Oh, okay. You know, we're kind of like the government runs everything, mm-hmm. and he was. Uh, they thought he was one guy, but he turned out to be somebody different, and. Um, it's kind of like one of those cases of mistaken identity. His name was Harry Tuttle, and I think they mis- mistook him for a guy named Henry Tuttle or something like that. It was one of those weird movies, but it was it wasn't too bad. And then, of course, he was great as Al Capone in The Untouchables with the baseball bat. You guys remember that? Uh, yes. Oh uh, yeah. Uh, shortly after that was this one, and then he was in uh, Goodfellas. Classic. Never heard of it. Uh, <laughs> but do you guys remember him as Max Cady in the remake of Cape Fear? Oh yeah, he was. Yeah, super, he was definitely creepy in that movie. Yeah, definitely. I'm gonna argue that that was his last great role. Think so? Yeah. Uh, I mean, a lot of people, a lot of people thought pulling. he was good. He was good in Casino and Heat, but I didn't think he was great. I thought I thought that was his last great role, and then he played the creature in the stupid Frankenstein remake that was fucking horrible. Yes, it was. And I don't I know if I saw that. For, for me, it was downhill from there. He was just kind of like trying to play, you know, sort of like a comedy version of himself or something. Yeah, I liked him. I liked him in Jackie Brown. Uh, I didn't think he had a very big role in that, though, did he? I gotta I mean, go back it, and watch that one. It's been a while. Yeah, it was. It, I think he had a good size role in that. It was more so. I don't know. He kind of played a different type of character for me. Well, um, I'm, I'm I'm like Phil. I'll I'll give it the benefit of the, the doubt and go back and rewatch it. But I haven't seen Jackie Brown in shit, man. Probably since two thousand and one or two thousand and two. Oh, I was just going to say there are there are rumors that Scorsese is getting him and Joe Pesci together for for his next movie. Is it going so, to be I mean, a Goodfellas uh, sequel? I don't know. Uh, there's just a lot of rumors going on that they might have Al Pacino in it, and I don't know. That would be great. It, that because you know, Dude. like someone like Joe Joe Pesci, you haven't seen him in years, right? 
Yeah, but tell me any of those dudes couldn't play off a a good like old mobster, you know, who's who's maybe either really high up there or on his way out or something. Yeah, and you can uh, if you want to get a well, he's not young, but if you want to get a younger actor compared to them, you know, uh, DiCaprio is like Scorsese's new boy now. Right, yeah, that's true too. Yeah, so he, you know you can add him to that mix. Yeah, so you can add him exactly to that mix. Italian, but he could come in and do something. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. Interesting. Well, I guess we'll have to see what happens, right? Yeah. But as uh, far as Midnight Run goes, uh, I did have one problem with it, and that was the whole scene with the ex-wife and daughter. I didn't feel like it was necessary, honestly. Well, I think they had to have some some character development and show some sort of vulnerability that, uh, like the 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 prisoner character was, you know, getting underneath his skin a little bit and getting right. a little closer to him. So they but were getting just, a little, just, be a little closer friends. Yeah, I just kind of felt like the outcome was like this guy's probably still not going to talk to his daughter. Yeah, I, mean, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, oh yeah, that's true. yeah. There was no great revelation. Nothing really came from that. Yeah, yeah, I could have. That's just a minor gripe. I could have just did without that whole thing, right? Yeah, but it was it was a big part of uh, Gro- you know, Groden's development, Na- needling him and saying, you know, you really good sh- should go see him. I mean, obviously, the first time he mentioned that, I knew it was coming. I just expected yeah. more of a, more of a payoff than that. Yeah, I'm I'm with Brian on that one. And what was with uh, Yafet Kodo always taking someone's cigarettes? <laughs> I think that was just kind of like thought, an in-joke or something. I yeah. thought that was funny. I noticed it when he first grabbed him and he put him in his pocket, and I was like, right. walked off of that dude's cigarettes. <laughs> yeah, my, my wife started watching the, the beginning of this movie, and she just was like, why did he just take his cigarettes? Right. Oh, she noticed was, it right away, huh? Yeah, I was like, I didn't notice at first, <laughs> but then he kept doing it. Right. <laughs> I thought it was funny. I, th- yeah. There was a there was a lot of little things in this movie that I thought were pretty funny. And yeah. uh, oh, what was what was the actor? Uh, he's been in a whole bunch of movies. Um, Dennis. Um... Dennis Farina, the the yes. main the main mobster. He w- he was perfect, man. Yes. Oh yeah, he was definitely perfect. Uh, as he that was character. he was perfectly cast for that role. Yeah, didn't he recently pass away? Uh, did he? Uh, let me uh, double check that. I wasn't aware of that, but uh, boy, yes, yes, if he did. So, he, what a, he died in uh, 2013. Wow, what a, what a career he's had, huh? Yeah, but uh, he, you're you're right. He was casted right mm-hmm. for that role. Yeah, yeah big time. But he had the most useless, I guess you would say, goons with him. <laughs> Those guys were funny too, man. <laughs> He's like that one guy's on the phone and he's trying to call and like uh, uh, explain to the boss what's happening, knowing very well that the boss could come kill them whenever he felt like it. Right. And his, his buddy's <laughs> over there like sticking him with little jabs while he's on the payphone and kicking him <laughs> and stuff like they're kids. <laughs> I'm like, what is the matter with these two idiots? Well, you guys, you guys talked about uh, Yafet Kodo always taking the uh, cigarettes. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of smoking, <laughs> what was up with all the smoking in this movie, man? I mean, was, yeah, 19- was nineteen eighty eight wasn't that long ago? And it when you think about how much, 
Look how much our culture has changed since then. They were on a know, they were on cr- an airplane smoking. They were in a doctor's office smoking. They were in a waiting room smoking. They were in the DPS yeah. office smoking. Yeah, he he drops the prisoner off, and then while he's standing at the plexiglass, he just lights up a cigarette lights and up a blowing cigarette. it through the hole right at the guy's face. Right. <laughs> Nobody says shit. <laughs> and another thing, you can tell how old this movie is. They are people are trying to get on planes with guns. And it's you just put it in your carry on, and it's okay. Right? <laughs> yeah, big diff- definitely pre nine eleven, huh? You guys ready to get into ratings? Sure. Yeah, yeah for sure. All right. Well, I guess I went first, so I am going to give this one a trying to decide between seven and a half and an eight. Man, I think it was really good. I. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go ahead and say eight. I think that it's a kind of a cult cult classic mob comedy buddy cop thing, you know. Right. And it's it's got a, a lot of aspects, and it's probably going to be copied for many years to come. And uh, it's it's definitely on a you should watch this list. I would agree wholeheartedly. I also give this movie an eight. And uh, this was uh, an absolute treat. Um, Brian, I just can't believe I've never seen it before, man. Yeah, me too. I don't know how I missed this one. Um, I am also going to give it an eight. Um, This movie, uh, there's a lot of movies from this time period that I enjoyed that it just gave me the same feeling. Like like I said earlier, 48 Hours, Beverly Hills Cop. Yep. You know, And like I said, it, it I really it really surprises me that when I read that this movie was not a success when it first came out, and it just took years for people to actually watch it. I give it an eight, and um, I'm checking uh, checking online. Uh, Robert De Niro is trying to do a sequel to this movie. What? Yes. Hmm. Kind of might be him a little, years little later late for that man. Yeah, but. Maybe, maybe this, maybe this is besides the the Scorsese movie we was talking about. Maybe this is a movie that can kind of get him to where he was at one point. I don't know. Hmm. I don't know, man. I guess we'll reserve judgment. I'm, I'm kind of enjoying it for what it is, you know, as a as a standalone yeah, movie. That's what I was thinking. There's, there's no need to have a sequel for this movie. I think it, they pretty much hit the nail on the head when they right when they came out with it, and it's not something that. Looks like you can really improve on it with a sequel. All it's going to do is is tarnish the name a little bit, and uh, yeah. I think that he he can do a way better job as an older mob boss because he would kill at that than uh, being an old man bounty hunter, which is not very intimidating at all. <laughs> <laughs> well, sounds like we're. Uh... We're definitely unanimous on this one. Uh, so, listeners, we strongly, strongly advise, if you haven't seen Midnight Run before now, now's the time to go check it out. So, going into our feature film, the uh, the new movie this week is The Accountant, which is the new movie uh, directed by Gavin O'Connor. You guys familiar with his work? Uh, uh-huh. I believe uh, he made Warrior. He did direct Warrior, and that was actually one of my favorite films of the last ten years. That was an awesome, awesome movie. 
Yes, it was. Uh, he also directed something called Pride and Glory, which I don't think I've seen. Okay. No, I'm not too. Sounds familiar, but then again, it, does it sound sounds familiar. like this. But then again, it sounds like a lot of movies would have that title, yeah, right? Sure. Uh, it was written. The screenplay was by Bill Dubuque, also known for The Judge, which uh, which was a really good movie. Came out last year. Have you guys seen that one? Robert Downey Jr. Robert Downey Jr. Yep. Oh no, yeah. I never saw it. Yeah, great, yeah, great it. movie. Great movie. I heard it was good, yeah. The uh, screenplay for this film was featured in the 2011 Blacklist, a list of the most like unmade scripts of that year. And we've covered a couple of uh, Blacklist uh, scripts before. I, know, I remember that The uh, the Shallows, which we reviewed a couple of months back, was was a Blacklist film as well. Yes. Uh, ben Affleck, J.K. Simmons, John Marenthal, and Cynthia Adai Robinson have all played comic book characters. Batman and Daredevil, J. Jonah Jameson and Commissioner Jim Gordon, The Punisher, and also Shane from The Walking Dead, and then uh, Cynthia Di Robinson played Amanda Waller. Throughout the film, Ben Affleck's character recites the rhyme Solomon Grundy to calm himself down. In the DC comics, Solomon Grundy is actually a villain who comes into conflict with Batman. <laughs> Ironically, Affleck plays Batman as if any one of our listeners didn't know that. Yeah. So, uh, Philip, I know that you saw this uh, movie because I was walking out of the theater and I saw you you and your wife. <laughs> yeah, I ran you, into you at the y'all, theater. Y'all in, that was kind of random. Yeah, same uh, movie theater, and, and me and AJ didn't even see you there. So what did you think about the movie? Uh, man, I thought it was a, a, little, a little slow at first. Um, it's right. sort of starting to play out like any other... Um, like any other thriller drama thing, right? Uh, but then it turned into like this superhero movie, you know. And it was like the the, the autistic kids grew up with superpowers is kind of what it turned into. And I thought that that was a really cool concept. And uh, I actually really enjoyed the movie. I thought it was I thought it was awesome. Mm-hmm. What was your favorite part? Um. I think when Ben Affleck gets in this, uh, uh, when he gets in his little kick-ass mode and starts whooping people's ass, right? He does it, he does it really well. Yeah, and, you and kind I, of... I like that his like his math savant thing uh, sort of focuses in on that. Like once he starts kicking ass, he's focused on that, and there's nothing that's going to stop him from doing it. Kind of didn't see that coming, did you? No, I thought it was. Uh, it, it, I, this movie kind of came out of nowhere for me. I didn't. Uh, I never really heard about it before. Right. Um, but it it could totally be a comic book series, man. It sounds it, even. Um, you know, during part of the movie, there's a like a house for. It, at the very beginning of the movie, there's a, a house for. Uh, kids with various forms of, of autism and stuff. Right. And uh, it, it almost turns into a Professor Xavier type of thing. <laughs> yeah, kind of kind of seemed to be going that way, didn't it? Yeah, but I thought that was cool. I thought it was a, a cool take on the, on the whole ordeal. I, I really enjoyed it. Well, Brian, what did you think, man? I had a lot of fun with this movie. I, I do agree in the beginning it was slow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it, it and it kind of it kind of worried me, 
but then once it started picking up, um, I really, really had fun with this movie. Mm-hmm. There was a couple scenes in there kind of took me out, but him overall, I, I think my favorite thing about the movie was his interaction with people. Yeah. Because, you know, it was kind of awkward. You know, there was a lot of scenes. You know, it had, it had my theater up to some scenes. Like, you can tell he really doesn't want to interact with people right. in certain scenes. Well, and the type Which, of autism that he has is uh, he's Asperger's. And so it's, a, it's a more of a social autism than anything else. Like, he, he's got his little mass savant thing, but he's also super socially awkward. Yeah. And, um, but when we got into the action, you know, he was, he was kicking ass, you know, I yeah. kind of got a, there were some scenes I kind of got a John Wick vibe. Yeah. Which I'm starting to, I'm starting to see that now in, in certain, uh, action movies. Right. But I, I had a lot of fun with this movie. Cool. Well, I'm, I would say I'm glad, I'm glad that you guys did. Um, I didn't really get that much out of it. Um, not as much as you guys did anyway. The, uh, the big twist at the end there, which of course we're going to go into in spoilers, but, uh, of course AJ and I both went to see it. I, I did not see the twist coming. The, uh, um, how, how, how do I say this without spoiling? Uh, the fact that two people are related that you didn't, I didn't, I didn't realize they were related, but AJ picked it up like in the first five minutes of the movie. Yeah, oh, wow. I I had seen it too. I caught so you, it. Early. Uh, you, you saw it. I caught it, as well, but huh? it was at the. It, I, I caught it, but it wasn't too much. Too much I, sooner than I should have caught it. <laughs> right. I I caught that reveal early, but there was another reveal that uh, we'll get into in spoilers. Yeah, that, I didn't sure. catch that one at all. I I didn't catch that one. Okay. Yeah, I didn't either. Uh, but I. I, <laughs> I kind of thought that was a completely different thing, but like you said, we'll talk about it later. Um, I don't know. I I thought it was uh, middle of the road. I mean, it's not like I hated it, and it's not like I'm, you know, pissed off that I spent money to go see the movie or anything like that. But I just didn't find it to be that new. I didn't I didn't find that many things in it that uh, they got that you know that really turned turned me on to thinking it was you know one of the the better movies we've seen this year or anything like that. Obviously, whoever made this film knows a lot about comic books and they're probably a nerd because you notice that that uh comic book that he pulled out of the drawer was the first appearance of superman uh-huh. uh in one of the uh action comics from way back and i guess he was taking payments in other ways than cash so it couldn't be easily traced or whatever so he yeah. would take like you know famous paintings or he would take comic books, collector's cards, things like that, and hide them in that, uh, you know, that uh, SUV that he went around in or whatever. Mm-hmm. That uh, that he kept in kept inside of the um, uh, the place the place where he hid it, and nobody knew about it apparently, but him and Anna Kendrick. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I just I thought it was just a cool idea that they they took these uh, these kids that are supposed to be um, they're they're looked down on in the world, you know, like the the kids with autism and that they have right. this disability, and it, it takes those kids and turns them into superheroes. I thought that that was that was really cool. If if that hadn't have been a part of the movie, 
then it probably would have been just middle of the road to me. Uh, but but I like that aspect. I thought that was new and cool. Well, I, f- I figured this story had to be based on a comic book or something, right? I mean, the way it was written and the no way idea. it was presented. Would, wouldn't you guys think? Have you done any... It definitely uh, seems like it, but I didn't get that at the very beginning of the movie. It took me until halfway yeah, I didn't through either. to go, I didn't oh, either, okay. But Brian, did you do any research on it to, to see where the story came from or if it was based on a novel or comic books or anything? No, I kind of just went in this... Like I seen the the trailer one time, and mm-hmm. it looked like something that I would be into, and I kind of just went in after that, not knowing anything, because I didn't even, I don't even remember seeing like J.K. Simmons in the trailer or anything. I didn't. Yeah, know, I so don't I either. Kinda, I thought it was gonna yeah. be a super serious like thriller, you know, crime thriller yeah. kind of thing, and uh, that's kind of not really what it was. I mean, it had that aspect to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, it was. Yeah, it was more of a comic book thing. Yeah, I almost forgot I John Lenthal was in this movie. Oh, I, yeah. I think, I think like, he was the best part of the movie. No, I'm he saying awesome. a, after watching, I've only seen the trailer one time, I went in this and I forgot he was in the movie. Right. Yeah, I didn't know he was so. in it until he showed up. <laughs> and I was like, oh, it's that guy. <laughs> yeah, I was, kind of in the, I was kind of in the same boat. I didn't uh, really remember too much him being in the, in the trailer or anything, but... Uh, yeah, man, he he steals every everything he's in. He steals the show. Don't you guys agree? Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty Absolutely. much. He's pretty awesome. I mean, he was my favorite character in The Walking Dead. Too bad they had to kill him off after a season and a half. I know, right? Yeah, I wish they hadn't. And they still go into that discussion on. I don't know if you guys watched the 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 Talking Dead after after The Walking Dead, right? But they still go into that discussion sometimes about you know where Rick Grimes is now mentally. Mm-hmm. Compared to, uh, you know, when when he killed off his buddy a while back, you know, and they're they're kind of at the same spot mentally. He was just ahead of the game, right? Yeah, it makes a lot of sense, man. So um, I didn't, I did not see that uh, twist coming at the end. Um, I guess we'll talk about that in a little bit. Do, do you guys want to get into uh, scores, or did you have anything else basic to talk about first? Yeah, I think we can go ahead and get into scores because yeah, it's kind of hard to talk about right. this movie because oh, yeah. there, there were some reveals and little little twists here. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. yeah, I mean, this, this movie pretty much has, um, you know, has spoiler written all over it, doesn't it? Yes. Yeah. I mean, the, <laughs> there's, there's not too much we can talk about at this point. Um, Who, all right, cool. Did I go first? Uh, I think so. So you, you, you guys want to start it in that direction and go from there? Yeah, sure. Cool. Uh, man, I'm going to give this one, I think I'm going to give it a, I'm going to give it an eight. I I really enjoyed it. I thought it was, I thought it was super fun. It took it a minute to get going, but I think it's something, uh, that they, they may even be able to build uh, a little franchise off of, uh, depending on how well it does. But if not, it'll definitely pick following yeah i could i could definitely see that coming that that yeah, they could totally do uh, watch it. yeah they could do other movies featuring this same group of people yeah definitely wouldn't be surprised at all to see that uh brian what'd you think man i'm gonna go a little bit higher and give it an 8.5 what yeah i really <laughs> had fun with this movie like i said when it first started Right. Me and my wife kind of were looking at each other like, you know, this is not what we expected. It was slow. 
Right. Yeah. But once it picked up, it was for me, I just enjoyed the ride. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um, it was just that that first section, you don't really know what to expect and then once yeah. the movie starts going, <laughs> it gets really good. And the um I think Ben Affleck played the role really good. Oh yeah, I thought the acting was spot on, especially from him. I mean, I could have you know, I I love uh, J.K. Simmons, but I, oh yeah, he was great. Somebody, somebody, I think somebody else could have been in this movie. Mm-hmm. It's not the J.K. Simmons I'm used to. True. But... Yeah, he maybe didn't have a big enough role, or yeah. they didn't use the comedic aspect that he brings to it as well as they could have. Right. Yeah. But uh, I, I I thought that he did an awesome job. That the the black chick that's that is uh uh. His successor, I think she did an awesome job. Anna Kendrick, I kind of wish was better, and I love Anna Kendrick, but she she didn't she didn't so much do it for me in this one. Yeah, yeah. Anna Anna Kendrick wasn't in this movie very much, you know, compared to what I was expected to yeah. believe from the from the trailer and everything. You know, I thought she, she was, was going to be a was real super big part. Plain. Yeah, yeah, she big was time. Playing the whole movie, she would just kind of went overlooked. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm I'm gonna go with an eight point five. Cool. All right. Well, you guys really enjoyed it, so I, I'm I'm assuming you would both highly recommend this uh, this film to our listeners. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna go the other way. I'm gonna go back to being the Lance everybody knows and loves, and uh, <laughs> I give it a five. <laughs> for for me, it was just yeah, it's just kind of middle of the road, you know. I mean, it, yeah. it it's not like I hated myself for spending two hours to watch it. But it wasn't like earth shattering for me. It, 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 let me put it to you this way: it was no midnight run, no yeah. midnight run. So, uh, spoiler time. This yes. is a motherfucking spoiler alert. You've been fucking warned. This is a motherfucking spoiler alert. You've been fucking warned. This is a motherfucking. Okay, so we've alert. all given our You've reviews, and uh, obviously, you guys loved it a lot more than I did. But uh, hey. You know, that's why everybody has their own opinion. Um, we're going to go into some spoilers now. And, uh, Brian, I think uh, you gave it the highest score, right, of the three of us? Yes. So um, get us going here, man. What was, uh, the, for- what was the big the big, what was the big reveal? What were the big spoilers on this one? Okay, the first reveal was uh, the character Shane was uh, actually his brother. When you get flashbacks, you always, you know, you see his brother. Right. Never, yeah. He never said anything as a child. But um, I just... Always looking out for his big brother, though. Yeah. You could tell he was always, he might have been a little angry with right. his brother, the way, the way situations were. But like you said, he, he always had his back. Um, I yeah. kind of seen that early on in the reveal. I think it was in the scene where... He was going to see the robotics guy's sister to mm-hmm. question her, right? And uh, then uh, you seen uh, John Bernthal walk out, and he's kind of following him. I think that's where I kind of got, you know, I kind of feel that you know this this is the brother because you you never heard what happened to the brother. Yeah, and I, I should have put it together sooner because I I kept wondering throughout the whole thing. I'm like, okay, when are they going to show his brother? And at first, I thought it was like, okay, well, he went nuts and and killed all those gangsters because they they killed his brother, I bet. And then right. it ended then, up being his buddy from the jail or whatever. And then for a second, I thought I was wrong because of the the flashback to the funeral. 
I thought maybe yeah. that was for the brother. Yeah, I thought so too at first, but then, yeah, but uh, then... yeah, the the brother thing, I didn't catch it until um, until that scene when he was breaking into the house and mm-hmm. uh, and when he started chanting. I, I I caught it when when you I think when you were supposed to catch it when he started chanting his little chant, and you could you could tell the brother was looking at the uh, screen and he was like. What the fuck did he just say? Yeah. <laughs> well, that's what? that's pretty far into it, man. I think that's yeah. No, it. that was that's where I that caught it too. Um, a- yeah. AJ, when did when did you realize that uh, that they were brothers? Because you told me really early in the movie, you said they're brothers, and I'm like, whose brothers? What is she talking about? And then I thought, oh, when yeah. did you figure it out, AJ? First time I saw his brother. First time she saw Burnthal, she knew it. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's some strong words right there, huh? <laughs> yeah, see, I thought that, that was something totally separate to the story. I did, too. I did, too. That was a, a lot earlier than I, I figured it out. Right. Yeah. But the the final review, reveal, uh, I did not see that coming. No, oh, I didn't yeah. see that one coming at all. The, uh, I, but I, I, I just, that was another question I wondered throughout the whole thing. I was like, who is uh-huh. this chick that he's got on the other end of the phone? Oh, I, I never I never thought it was a chick. I assumed from the from from the I don't know, like the second time he used the phone to talk to, I assumed it was just a computer program like Siri. I uh-huh. thought, yeah. okay, this is a really super high advanced computer program and you know, kinda like that what what was that movie that uh oh the come on, help me out here, Brian. The movie with the guy who fell in love with his operating system that came out a couple oh, of years ago. Uh, her? Yeah, her. her yeah, 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 I thought it was a her scenario. I thought that was yeah. like, um, you know. Yeah, because some... that... Or that he's that... under some kind of government contract or something. Yeah, because as far as oh, the voice okay. on the phone, as far as the voice on the phone, at times it didn't sound like it was like a computer. Right. But then at times it did. So, yeah, yeah I, did, I did not see that, that reveal coming, that it was the... Um, that he had met that girl when he first went to that uh what would you call it when he went to when his parents took him to the expert uh when he Char- was a kid? Charles Xavier's home for autistic children? Yes. That's what it turned into at the end of it. <laughs> or right? Miss Peregrine's home, like, home for autistic children is, or whatever. This is like modern day mutants. This is awesome. <laughs> right. Yeah, and they they was uh they was pretty well off at the end. Yes, uh, they were. The guy uh the guy's one obviously of the, got money. <laughs> yeah, one of the the guy that was uh, basically seeing if his son wanted to go there, he noticed that the computer the girl had. He he mentioned that she can take down the Pentagon with that computer. Oh yeah, no, yeah. no kidding, man. Water water cooled computer. But yeah, I noticed earlier in the movie that they were talking about they were auditing him, and they said that he had donated one million one hundred dollars to that home. Remember? Yes. So now we kind of know where that one million one hundred dollars went. What was the hundred dollars for, though? I don't know. Maybe for her to go get a nice lunch or something. <laughs> or puzzles for them to make. I don't know. Puzzles, yeah, could be. Uh, puzzles for them to do upside down where they can't even see the picture. Yeah. And they only do it from the way the uh, puzzle pieces fit together. That was kind of a nice touch. Yeah. How, yeah, how did you guys feel? How did you guys feel about the action? Uh, he I thought was that brutal. Was awesome. Yeah, the, the action was good. I can't argue with that. I mean, um, he was uh, he was a stone cold killer for sure. Yeah, I, <laughs> I like how he 
I like how he made sure, like, he would shoot somebody, right. go to the next guy, but then come back to the original guy and pop him one more time in the head. Yeah, just, the to make du- just make sure to shoot what, him right in the face. <laughs> what they refer to as the double pop, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that was awesome. Yeah, I that, like to, th- those, those scenes were were very well done. Yeah, I like well, the scene where... He has to finish things. Right? Yeah, I like, I like the scene where he faced off with the guy, the guy pulled a knife, and he, he took his belt off. Yeah. Oh the, yes. That yeah. Was cool. The first, the first reaction of the guy was like, "What the fuck?" Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Which uh, that actor is uh, his name is Tate Fletcher. He always plays the henchman, and he always <laughs> gets killed. He looks like a henchman. <laughs> he's the henchman. Yeah. Uh, huh? He's uh, a, a, a couple of action movies I liked in the past uh, couple of years was, uh, of course, John Wick and uh, the Equalizer. He's oh, also. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he also plays henchman in that, and he dies horribly in those movies too. Wow, boy, he's uh, he's definitely typecast, isn't he? Yeah, but well, he's a- you know, there's that one that one like bald Mexican dude, and he plays like the cholo in in every movie, right? Yes. I, I know yes. who you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, he that guy is one of those actors where you you don't know his name, but yes. you probably seen yeah. him in like fifty movies. Absolutely, oh my God, he's played the same character in the last movie he was in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I mean, if it, it gets you money, probably be easy to play the same character. Yeah, it's kind of like whatever works, you know. Um, but yeah, I mean, the you're you're right about you guys are right. The uh, the action the action sequences were really good, really well done. And hey, believe me, guys, I did not want to give this a five. I I loved, like I said, Warrior was one of my three favorite movies of that year. If you'll recall, Warrior came out the same year Hannah did, and you remember yeah. how much I love that one. And yes. I couldn't decide what was my favorite movie of that year between those two. So, you know, I mean, obviously I wanted to see great things out of this. Um, it just kind of let me down a little bit. But uh, Yeah, a, a couple things, like like I said earlier, that kind of took me out. When they did mm-hmm. the flashback to when his the kids were, I guess, training in somewhere in Asia. Right, yeah. That, yeah, that kind of took corny, me out man. a little. Yeah, that kind of took me out for a minute. And then the whole thing with uh, what was the agent's name? Uh, Medina. Medina was taking over. Hey, wait Ma- a minute, Medina. That's <laughs> the movie we're gonna watch next week, right, guys? Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, Opening day. <laughs> but the the agent that was ta- uh, taking over for J.K. Simmons. Right. Oh, that one. Yeah. I didn't understand why he chose her. Yeah, solve. that didn't make a whole lot of sense. Um, but yeah, it didn't. But I, I kind of really took it. To. Yeah, I, I right, you're right, Philip. It didn't really matter. I took it with a grain of salt. I mean, it just kind of added to the story, yeah. you know. I, I mean, I understand how he was kind of blackmailing her to do it because he had right. found out about it past. But at the same time, like, why her? I mean, I'm sure you could have dug up dirt on somebody else. Well, if you if you guys have watched the uh, any of the CW shows, the uh, Arrow show, she does play Amanda Waller when they do the yeah. Suicide Squad episodes on on CW. Oh, I knew. Yeah, so she, her yeah, a she was times she was before. really good in that role. So I got nothing against the actress. I mean, I, yeah, I think I, I, I think she was really good. Yeah, I think she did a a fine job. It's just I didn't I didn't understand what was the motivation to get her character. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I mean well. If, if, I think it was just. Said le- I think it was just about leverage, man. It's just like yeah, they, they I, pretty much had her where they wanted her. You know, he could yeah, get her to do anything. It kind of would have made more sense if she kind of had a 
background in solving things because he had asked right. her uh, something about solving puzzles. How good are you yeah. at solving puzzles? Mm-hmm. And I was like, I, I thought she was gonna be like some kind of puzzle master or something. Yeah, but they didn't really <laughs> touch on that. So well, that well, was look. one of my types with it. Well, look, the movie was two hours and eight minutes as it was, you know, and they had a whole lot of storylines going on. I mean, they, 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 they can't do everything. I, I'm with you. I would have loved to have seen some of her backstory, but I thought, I thought it was just fine. I, t- I took it for what it, what it was worth, you know? I thought yeah. she was really good in that role. And, uh, yeah, but those were my only gripes, you know? And then John sure. Bernthal, did you guys get a Shane vibe from the accent oh. he was using? Oh, absolutely. A little bit, and that's kind of what I wondered towards the end of it. I was like, I don't think he had that accent when he was a kid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, they kind of changed it a little bit, didn't they? Yeah, we'll never know because he never spoke right. as a kid. Yeah, I okay. guess not. <laughs> All right, well, I think that, that pretty much covers this one. I mean, you you guys loved it, eight, eight and a half respectively. I thought it was middle of the road. I would say it's definitely worth a watch, but I would wait for you know Netflix or something like that. That uh, you know, just my opinion. That's the beauty of our podcast. Everybody gets yeah. to give their own opinion, right? Yeah, I think I think we needed a mashup with the accountant and Jason Bourne. Really? Oh, there you go. Uh, I hadn't even thought about that. I think that movie would be incredible. <laughs> well, we'll check. We'll check that out, man. We'll. Uh, Put something together for YouTube, right? Awesome. Yeah, I'm sure somebody can do it. <laughs> As always, we want to thank you for listening to another episode of The Horror Returns. We'd love to hear your feedback and ideas. You can always reach us at thehorrorreturns at gmail.com. For up-to-the-minute news, reviews, and interviews, visit our Facebook page at www.facebook.com forward slash thehorrorreturns. And follow us on Twitter at at horror underscore returns. Also, look for us on iTunes. And if you like what you hear, rate us and review us so we can get those numbers up and continue to bring you guys bigger and better stuff. Next week, (laughs) Brian. Yes. We will not be reviewing Boo Amadea Halloween. What? I I know. What I will try, I will try to go and watch that movie, and it might fit cool of the week, or maybe not (laughs) cool. (laughs) But I will try to go watch it for the next show. Well, I uh, I can assure you that I will be reviewing that on the next show because I'm definitely (laughs) going to go see it with my wife and granddaughter. Um, But for the main feature. We will be doing uh, Ouija, Origin of Evil, and also going back to Witchboard, which is a classic film in many opinions uh, that also I haven't seen before. Have you, Brian? Uh, one time, a long time ago, so it will be interesting to go uh, do a revisit on that one. I've never so, seen it. I don't even know what it is. Oh, cool. So, Philip, you haven't seen it either, huh? Uh-uh. I'll have to check it out. Excellent. So... Your turn, Brian, on this one. So, until the horror returns again, good night.